You're listening to the Careers Talk podcast series. Assault Studios production. Chef Talina Menzies was only going to do one thing as a career. From making pavlova and gingerbread with grandma to having a father and uncles as chefs. The decision to pursue hospitality as a career was a no-brainer for Talina. But that didn't make Talina the best student as Talina still needed to attend and study English, maths and science classes. In this episode, Talina explains life as a student and taking on an apprenticeship at the Hyatt Regency in Perth. Talina, it's great to chat with you. Now, tell me this. With a father who was a chef and uncles who were chefs as well, was it a fate to complete that this was what you were going to do? It was. Look, I've always I've had a passion for cooking since I was young, cooking pavlovas with my grandma and gingerbread and, and, you know, with my uncles. And, of course, my father said, don't do it. So, as you do, you do everything you're told not to by your folks. So, I, I dived in headfirst and, and here I am still 22 years on. So, let's talk about how you got there then, going right back to the very beginning, high school. If you knew you wanted to go there, you were interested and, and maybe not necessarily too academic, what was high school like for you? I'm not overly academic, so I, I'm dyslexic. So I really struggled with written, uh, reading and writing and the ability to sort of do that. So I probably, I did struggle at school and I was probably a little bit disruptive because, you know, in certain subjects, I'd say, but there was actually a lot of subjects that I really got into, which was more, you know, art, building stuff, really photography, hands-on sort of stuff. So uh, whilst there was areas that it was a struggle, there was also areas that I really, really enjoyed. So it sounds to me like the areas that you were struggling in were were the big subjects. So it's maths, it's science, it's English, it's those sorts of things, which, you know, you just have to do. You don't have a choice around that. How did you deal with that, knowing that every day you'd front up to school and you would have to be in an environment or in a subject that you didn't really like? I'm very social um, and I'm very, I love to have a chat. So I think I just sort of chatted my way through those subjects and I like to laugh through most of the day. So I kind of used it as a bit of social catch-up, but then I was really, you know, always looking forward to the other subjects. One that I was really good at and I didn't realise I was good at was actually math. For some reason, I'm really good at math. Um, I definitely use a lot of math now. So thankfully, yeah, I paid attention a little bit in that class. Maybe I liked my teacher at the time, you know, which plays a big part and parcel in that. Most certainly does. So was it always clear where you wanted to go with your career or when you were at high school, were there other options that you were throwing around as well in terms of a career pathway? Would you believe, like most children, I wanted to be a marine biologist at one point? True story, but I think that's every child and, the, you know, the thought of prancing around dolphins and watching Free Willy. But um, I really liked photography and I still enjoy photography. Um, and I, yeah, really liked the art side of things. So I was really sort of creative in terms of, you know, painting and drawing and, and things like that. So I wanted to either do graphic design or photography. My grandparents were actually such a big pillar um, in my life and, and really, you know, mentored me through they sort of sat with me and said, look how many jobs there are for a photographer and look how many, and look, it's a bit different now because we're very Instagram focused. We're talking, you know, in the 1990s. So, and they were like, look how many jobs there are for photography and, and you know, graphic design and you need to be realistic about, you know, what is going to be a fruitful career for yourself. And back then, you know, hospitality was really a career. 
And so that solidified it for you. It was just a conversation with your grandparents there to say, okay, I don't want to be a photographer anymore. I'm going to go back to what I truly love, which is cooking. Yeah, well, I, would, I definitely listened to them. They were the one people that I listened to when I was younger. I thought, yeah, that, that makes sense. And I definitely want something still in their creatives. And like I said, I, I, I enjoyed cooking and, you know, I thought I'd give it a shot. But when you're so young, you, you feel it's a lot of pressure to actually make a decision and especially when you're going, you know, through year 10 to make those decisions because, as you know, like even now, if I look back on my 20-year-old self or I look back on my 30-year-old self, we change so much, we evolve, we grow, we we meet new people, we, you know, live new experiences. So it is, it's such a big ask but in saying that, that you can always make a change later on down the track. Do you ever have to have any conversations with people to say, look, maybe this is not the right fit for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it can be, the industries change. And I I guess from where I started 22 years ago to where it is now, it's very different. Um, So we we say, oh, long hours and stuff like that. It's actually not that bad anymore. It's very highly regulated as a company. I know our group, we're very conscious of, you know, our people and what hours they work. You know, if I did... um, and my team were doing an 80-hour week, you know, I'd be in all sorts of trouble. So it's looking like a, a, a better career path. You definitely have to take people aside sometimes, and that's, you know, part of my role is to make sure we have the right people in the right place. And some people just aren't cut out for whether it be the nights or the, the high pressure and the sound of the docket machine coming in and the hands, you know, and the flames and, the, and everything else that goes in between. It's a very social role, so you're dealing with, you know, customers and stuff. So, you know, if you're a little bit more, you know, introvert and you're not a people person and there's a lot of people out there like that, you know, there's definitely go into other careers because you have to be very resilient and you have to be very much um, able to deal with people. And that's that's probably the biggest part of my role now is dealing with people. Going back to your, your high school education, did you have home economics as a subject there? Did is that How did you progress those skills in the learning education setting in order to, to get an outcome, which was to go on to become a chef? We did have home economics. I actually came back to home economics. I was actually the ambassador for hospitality for a year. In, we were doing a bit of an ambassador program in WA to entice kids back into the industry and I went back to school and back to my home economics class and we had a good old laugh with all the teachers about how, you know, where I've come like I was a naughty little kid. So yeah, look, I did home economics. It was real basic and and I think back when I was at school and thank God we're so progressive, especially in this country, we're very lucky. Um, It was really the boys did the woodwork and the girls did the home economics Um, and so it was very fluffy. Um, it was, you know, the cupcakes and learn how to make breakfast and, you know, all the women are going to be there making breakfast for their husbands or something. It felt a little bit like that, but thank goodness we've changed and there's, you know, a lot of, a lot of males and thems and theys going into the industry and, um, vice versa. There's, there's the girls and the chipping out the wood and, and doing tradie work. So, yeah, it definitely has changed, but it, it, it was enjoyable as well. So how did you find your opportunity to undertake a, an apprenticeship with a Hyatt Regent C in Perth? Was that just straight out of high school? You applied for it or where did you find it? Was it Seek or was it, uh, you know, connections that you had or uh, how did it fall into place? I actually um, went through a, an organisation called Hospitality Group Training and you basically went to them and they placed apprentices in roles um, and they were almost like the person between the employer and the apprentice so they made sure that the apprentice was in the right environment learning the right things and also vice versa so if they weren't performing that 
the group training organisation would actually sort of help guide them or replace them. Coming out of high school, so I graduated, even though school wasn't really for me, I made sure I graduated and, and, you know, it was important to sort of get those certificates in case I wanted to change career paths. So um, I did graduate. But during year 11 and 12, I actually did a lot of on-site. So I'd go out once a week and actually do a hospitality course. So I actually did front of house um, and then I did um, Friday lunches in a kitchen and then a couple of days a week at school, I was actually doing stuff towards like hospitality. So other than doing a little bit of English and all those things that I, I didn't so much like, I did a lot of the great thing about the year 11 and 12 is there's a lot of photography, a lot of cooking, a lot of getting out and about. So I actually got a really good taste for the industry and realised I really enjoyed it. And that was where it really, you know, apart from the conversation about you need to find something that you're going to be able to get a job in, it really sparked that this is good. Like I like the I like the rush and I like the fast pace and I like the, the little bit of chaos. So, it, um, yeah, it all worked out really well. So would you suggest those students coming through go and do that, find the, the self-motivation to knock on doors, pick up the phone, call restaurants, that sort of thing, and try and find some sort of an opportunity? 100%. And, look, going, I worked at obviously the Hyatt and five-star hotels back in the day with the cream of the crop to sort of get into, and I was very lucky. I think, actually, funnily enough, went to a Catholic school, and, and I know the executive chef was a very proud Catholic man, so I don't know if that helped me. You know, he was really great. So I definitely I was very lucky, you know, to have gone through school and to have done the right subjects to then in my interview, I obviously had all the all the pieces that they were looking for. So it definitely helped having that pre-experience. Yeah, right. So if a, a young student was to knock on your door right now and ask for an opportunity, what would you be looking for in terms of giving that opportunity to them? Do they need certain personality traits? Is there a, a standard level of experience that they need in order to be given an apprenticeship or be given some sort of an opportunity? It's all about the personality. I find it really hard to judge on paper. I, I feel and my hit rate is very good in terms of my intuition and my judge of character in terms of when I meet somebody and I can see, you know, asking the right questions and it's more of a personality like that will and that willingness to learn and, and be, you know, want to be part of a team is really important and, you know, I definitely would be... Um, not the time to look at somebody's grades because that would be very hypocritical of me. It's very much, you know, having the willingness to to want something and to give it a go and to be come to work on time and to be part of a team because cooking in a kitchen or working in a restaurant is very, it's like a game of football. You know, you have to, in order to win that game, you need to be part of the team. Otherwise, it, it just doesn't work. So, Looking at an apprenticeship then and based on the experience that you had when you were undertaking yours, what are the sorts of things that you do day to day? What do you learn? Because everybody comes through at a different level. Some people are naturally talented um, and other people you've got to teach, uh, you know, and we all learn differently. And that's what I've sort of had to, within myself, had to change the way that I teach and my expectations is because we're all different. And when I was younger and the industry was a bit harder and a bit more fierce and, and aggressive, I guess, in, in other words, now looking at how people learn and even thinking about myself, like I'm visualist. So when I learn, I have to see something. I actually watch a lot of YouTube videos. So when if I'm looking or reading a recipe about how to do something, it's a bit, little bit more technical, you know, than a creme brulee or something. Um, I have to actually, I'll watch a video and once I see someone doing it, I understand it. So 
everyone, you know, they'll start at different levels and they'll pick things up differently. So we try to keep it really basic and we sort of see what people, what I like to do is see what people are actually confident in and then sort of guide them in that direction till they build their, and a lot of it comes down to confidence as well. So there's no use chucking an apprentice on a pan section and expecting them to rock out a couple of hundred pastas. So we definitely start with, you know, basic veggies, seeing knife skills, you know, just how they're confident in the kitchen. And then from there, every single person will get a different tailored experience um, to depending on, on where they're at. And are there many pathways that you can choose through an apprenticeship? So you're not just going in to be a chef. You could go in and learn that side of it and realise that maybe that's not for you. Maybe you need to be front of house. Are there options around that? Oh, absolutely. Um, we do. We have similar situations like that all the time. You know, I've had young chefs that started in kitchens in a la carte and realised that it's, you know, the pressure of the, the docket machine and the pace is different. And then we sort of, we actually are quite lucky. We've got function centres which do more controlled maison plus with, they know they've got 100 people for a wedding. At the end of the day, it's all about if you've got the people with the will, you can train the skill. You know, if, if they're good people, you can move them around. And back in the day, you used to try and employ somebody that was perfect in every way and really how I look at it now is I go right if this person is really good at prep and cutting and stuff and you've got other people that are really good at you know service and actually being able to cook an appreciative environment or you've got people that are good at pastry you're really trying to edge them towards what they're good at and you know trying to find somebody even myself I'm not not good at pastry because I don't like following recipes I find it um, I like I'm a bit rogue so I guess it's the same with if somebody comes in and, and, you know, they're like, look, I'm not really enjoying the kitchen, but, you know, I think I still love the industry. Of course, we can find something and we can push them towards and, and help them get to where they want to get to. Because then if we can keep people and we can keep people happy, that's a big focus, you know. The people are the pillar of our, you know, businesses um, and we're only as good as our people. So as long as they, they are where they um, are comfortable, then that, that really benefits us. Well, Talina, you must have got something right in your apprenticeship because you've gone on to have an amazing career. So stay with me because in our next episode, we're going to talk about it. You're listening to the Careers Talk podcast series, Assault Studios production. If people have the will, you can train for skill. Really interesting to hear Talina say that. It means in Talina's role as executive chef, Talina isn't looking for the most talented chef, but the one with the right attitude. In our next episode, Talina talks about how the positive treatment of people within the industry has improved since Talina first started out.